Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. is going to be over here shortly he's having some camera issues this is the red pill project's daily dose and we are unfolding the global conspiracy here and uh, this is what we do at uh, the red pill project is we inform we help to bring some some light to your day and help you understand the information warfare that is going on around you the social destabilization cultural destabilization political destabilization the attacks on our supply chain our infrastructure everything that is happening in our world. And it's, uh, it's a crazy time right now. And uh, we have uh, the Davos Bros meeting. I remember just last year sitting here talking about exactly that, the Davos Bros. And here we are again, the Davos Bros. And Vince, if you need to jump out and pop back in and see if your camera will re-initiate, Let's try that. Just let me know. I can see you. I'm, I'm watching. So feel free to go ahead and jump out and then pop back in. And yeah, so, you know, listen, we talked a lot last night about this is up to us. The plan is you. The plan is me. This fight is for the people. And it couldn't be any more true because we can have that hope that someone is going to intervene, that someone's going to save us, that someone's going to rise up and somehow defeat this massive infiltration within our country, within our world. But at the end of the day, wouldn't it be great to give them a little help? At the end of the day, if that does happen, wouldn't you like to be three or four steps ahead of them? Wouldn't you like to be already prepared for what's coming? And that's what we do specifically here at the Daily Dose, at the Red Pill Project, is we help you get prepared. We help you understand information warfare, how this information warfare is controlling, manipulating, and influencing you, your family, and everyone around you. We talked a lot last night how this has much to do with your children, more so than what it has to do with you. And I know people don't like to hear that message. And I know that the truth is a hard pill to swallow. Trust me, you know, if you went back three years from now, three years from now, back in the past, 
And you watched one of my shows where I said almost exactly the same thing. Jesus is not coming to save you. Trump's not coming to save you. I lost a lot of my audience because of that. But you know what? I've stuck to my convictions. I've, I've held to that. I've had hope along the way. And I say, hey, I'm speculating. Here's my hope. But it is the truth. Is that this battle, this war, is up to us. And today's episode is called The Return of Trump. <laughs> I'm like, he's not coming to save you, but he's coming back. And here's the thing. Is he can't do anything without the power of the people. And the people have to be well-informed. The people have to be ready. The people have to be prepared. The people are the ones that have to come to the precipice to understand what needs to be done. And this is where we're at today. We're going through this tumultuous time, this, this painful time. Because you know what? At the end of the day, and there's a, um, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up because this is the best quote to describe what we are going through right now. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. That's where we currently are at today, whether you believe it or not. And see, the weak men aspect is the reason why we have this going on today. And I'm going to play this little clip right here because this is pertinent to everything that we're going to be talking about tonight. Who will really command the force industry revolution and its technology like artificial so intelligence? What's your sense of who's best placed at this time to lead the world into the fourth industrial revolution? Because you pretty much created this term. We're seeing the kind of technological strides that China has made with Huawei, with the 5G technology. Do you believe that this could potentially be China's time once again? We, we should make here uh, again a, a, let's say, a differentiation. On the one hand, we have uh, state capitalism. On the other hand, we have shareholder or private capitalism. So it's a clash between two systems. I, I believe that um, state capitalism in the short term in the short term provides certain advantages because you can mobilize in a concentrated way a lot of resources to reach a specific objective. But I believe that the future is not state capitalism or shareholder capitalism. The future is what I call stakeholder capitalism, which um, is combined with the social responsibility. Stakeholder capitalism, which is combined with shareholder responsibility or social responsibility. This is the whole point of ESG. What they are talking about there is nothing more than the good of the people. That all moves, all interactions are done for the good of the people. That's communism. That's a fucking pinko. And we have to understand that. Now, when we look at the situation at hand, what's happening in Davos, they are planning right now what's going to go down over the next two years. Not even planning. They've already had it planned. They're reiterating to each other. They're setting the policy. They're, 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 they're reaffirming their actions and loyalties. 
This is going to be one hell of a fight that is going to take place. I'm going to bring Vince back in. Give me one second. And Vincey Poo coming back in. And no camera, but Vince, what's up, man? How we doing? Oh, I'm doing good, dude. There Sorry we are. We got that. you. Hey. Yeah, how you doing? What's up, man? How we doing tonight? Glad to be here. I'm doing good, man. Sad I missed the monologue in the beginning. I totally had to restart. I was listening, but then I had to turn it off. But anyway. It wasn't much of a monologue. It was more of uh, me reiterating the message from last night. And okay. I think people understand that. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I've said is that China is buying up our country. You guys hear Donald. One of the things I've been saying is that they're taking out all the Chinese infrastructure infiltration in the United States. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We had Abbott and Texas just come out with a new law about how China, Iran, Russia, I think North Korea cannot buy property in Texas. I think that that should be any yes. foreign entity, any foreign country, any person, foreign citizen should not be able to buy land in the United States of America. Only American citizens can. That's how other countries actually do that. You can never buy yeah. the land. You can only lease it. Like if you go to Mexico to buy land, you can only lease it. You can't, you can't buy it. That's true. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I agree. So this is interesting that I've been saying that, hey, look, they're, they're trying to take down bricks. We know about through the proxy war and the globalists are rising up. But now Trump is reiterating this as well. So Trump is firing on all cylinders. Let's listen to what he had to say today about China. And by the way, this is another one of those pre-recorded videos from back in December that we, we have to understand because he's wearing the same thing again. China is buying up our country while corrupt Democrats and rhino-type politicians in Washington have been spending trillions of dollars on the Green New Deal nonsense, foolish foreign wars, and providing lavish benefits to illegal aliens from all over the planet. China has been spending trillions of dollars to take over the crown jewels of the United States economy. And they are doing that. China is buying up our technology. They're buying up food supplies. They're buying up our farmland. They're buying up our minerals and natural resources. They're buying up our ports and shipping terminals. And with the help of a corrupt influence peddlers like the Biden crime family, China is even trying to buy up the pillars of the U.S. energy industry because, frankly, Biden and the group don't care about real energy. They only care about nonsense energy, energy that doesn't work and it never will. While some are focused on China's purchases near power plants and military bases, the fact is we should be very concerned about all Chinese communist activity in the United States. As I have long said, economic security is national security. China does not allow American companies to take over their critical infrastructure, and America should not allow China to take over our critical infrastructure. I didn't allow it when I was president, and I won't allow it when we become president again. To protect our country, we need to enact aggressive new restrictions on Chinese ownership of any vital infrastructure in the United States, including energy, technology, telecommunications, farmland, natural resources, medical supplies, and other strategic national assets. We should stop all future Chinese purchases in these essential industries, and we should begin the process of forcing the Chinese to sell any current holdings that put our national security at risk. 
If we don't do this, the United States will be owned by China, which would make them very happy. When I'm President, I will ensure that America's future remains firmly in American hands, just as I did when I was President before. It'll happen again, and our country will be stronger than ever. Thank you. All right. And uh, you notice that's the same suit, pin, and backdrop that he wore in December because that was mm -hmm. a recorded video. That is being released right now. At the same time, the representatives in Congress are going after all the Chinese infiltrators in Congress and Joe Biden. This is incredible yeah. timing. <laughs> what a coincidence. I mean, there are no coincidences, but what impeccable timing. Yeah, man. Now, love it. He, he's talking about 2024. There's a yeah. lot that's going to happen before that time. Now, I saw one comment I wanted to comment on, and someone said, oh, so what you don't trust in Jesus it has nothing to do with trusting in God or not. It has everything to do with we are here right now. Our, our creator made us in his image. That means that our will, our volition, our integrity, our, our personality, who and what we are, our actions, that is the image of God. He has an idea of who you can be. We must rise to that image. That's the truth. And so... If we want to sit here and say, hey, look, we're going to wait for Jesus to come. Trust in Jesus. Jesus will take care of it. You got the wrong fucking message. That's not the message. The message is instill it within yourself. Save yourself. Be God, God built you, created you to be powerful. To, to within his image. Just think about that. Within his image. Yeah. You don't have to wait for Jesus if, if God is already here. That's it. Well, that and as well as this is that men and women through countless millennia have fought for their own freedom. Freedom is not something that is free or easy in the devil's world. And that we must rise to that occasion. This is on us. Not necessarily us. It's the generations before us that have allowed this to happen. Like, I love God as much as everybody else, right? But one of the one of the, the the most profound things that kind of put this in perspective for me, and I know that uh, we're we're talking about the Jewish people here, but how many of the Jewish people prayed to God to save them during the Holocaust? Oh, oh my goodness! All of them. All the ones that died. We have to remember that because you've seen the pictures, you've seen the videos of the yeah. one German soldier, oh. a cameraman in the back, and thousands upon thousands of people. And all they had to do was say no. And I don't mean nothing on them. I lost family in the Holocaust, right? But what I'm trying to say is all you have to do is stand up, rise up, stand with others, speak up. We talked about a lot of these solutions last night. We talked about getting ready and getting prepared, surviving what's coming, and then making waves when that point of vulnerability comes. Because there's going to be more. We, we talked about, remember Cyber Polygon when we talked about the Cyber Polygon two years ago? Mm -hmm. And we said, oh, you better watch out. Some big stuff's going to come from Cyber Polygon. Well, guess what? It, it's already happening. 
This is what they said today at the World Economic Forum. Let's listen to this, the Davos meeting. 23. We're here today to share the findings of the World Economic Forum's uh, Global Security Outlook uh, Report 2023. This is a result of uh, research in collaboration with the forum's communities and our partner Accenture, which we've uh, interviewed and sought input from over 300 executives globally. The most striking finding that we found is that 93% of cyber leaders and 86% of cyber business leaders believe that the geopolitical instability makes a catastrophic cyber event likely in the next two years. A catastrophic cyber event very likely in the next two years. Now think about that. Yep. What, what are your thoughts on that, Vince? I think they're setting things up to be destroyed. I think they're setting the narrative for this to be something that they're not involved in, mm -hmm. but they are totally going to be causing the destabilization in order for them to gain complete control over the world. I exactly. So they are setting the stage right now for what's happening, for what's about to unravel the unfolding global conspiracy. Now, if we go back and look, if we look at all the food processing, manufacturing, and distribution facilities that have been taken down, if we start to look at all the oil and gas facilities that have blown up or had accidents, we begin to come to realize that it has already started, that it's already happening, that, that this isn't something that's coming in the future. The destabilization has already happened. It's already to the point of criticality. True. Just think, uh, no TAMs went down the other day, right? We, we talked about that yeah. last night of what was really happening with no TAMs, right? Or at least my perspective of what I believe was happening with no TAMs. But that's just one system. Uh, imagine everybody getting ready to leave and prepare or evacuation and no TAMs goes down and they ground all flights. Or there's a hack on all um, airlines and you cannot fly planes in the sky yeah or it yeah. happens simultaneously with everything else yeah alan brown said about setting the stage up for the mark of the beast and world war three hmm. now i was actually looking for an article here that was um connects all of the uh the food processing manufacturing and distribution facility um attacks it all starts to connect them and, and show mm -hmm. who might be doing them but i can't find it it's okay um now, Alberta, this is uh, Alberta Premier Danielle Smith. She has slammed the Davos meeting, warns that the World, Eco World Economic Forum wants to shut down our energy industry. We're going to make sure that our oil and natural gas industry stays strong. And so she's been an outspoken component against the World Economic Forum, against globalism. Um, and it's my guess that she will, might die suddenly. My goodness. They're going to go after everybody that's against their agenda for sure. Mm -hmm. But you know what? There's signs that we're winning. I don't, I don't know if you noticed yeah. this. There, there's there's multiple signs that we're actually doing pretty good. We're we're winning this war. And General Flynn said something today, and I wanted to pull it up real quick. Ooh. And it was interesting because it was exactly what a general would say in the war domain. Okay, when we start talking about the warfare domain. And so I pulled up his profile here, and we go down here. 
he's talking about uh, Fifth Generation Warfare, another incredible thread by uh, Kanakoa the Great. Kanakoa the Great, by the way, if you're not following him on Substack, please do. That dude is fantastic. Um, but he was talking about here, make this video go ultra viral. What will it take for all of humanity to understand this is the war we are waging? It is a war of narratives and we must win. It is a war of narratives. Who controls the narrative? The information. This is what it's about. This is what the multi-domain battlefield was all about. We're, we're getting to that part in part three and part four. But what this is really talking about is that there's multiple domains that are under attack within our society. The information domain is the one connective domain that, that brings everything together. And there was a transitional point, 2014, 2010 to 2016, and we had good patriots that saw this, that understood this, that understood this as such a high level of capacity in 5D chess, and they went out there, and they created certain movements, which, when those movements began, we didn't know, they didn't know if they were going to win or lose. But now, in 2023, we can say that we are winning that information battle, that we are now the media. We are now the news. We have taken over the idea of information and completely redesigned it. And that scares the living shit out of the people at the World Economic Forum, at the global leaders, at those top Illuminati families out there. Because the fact is, is they do not have control of the narrative. And for them, that is a massive problem and they're losing control of the narrative as they lose control of the narrative the only way that they can implement their agenda is through force and coercion do we have a yeah here we go meltdown corinne uh, jean pierre snaps as reporters bombarded with questions about biden's document scandal uh, let's listen to this. Can I just follow up on that? Just, uh, we've all reached out to the Department of Justice. A law enforcement official tells NBC News the Justice Department has not told the White House that it cannot talk about the facts underlying the special counsel investigation into classified documents. So trusting you've received that same information, understanding the desire to be prudent, then why, why can't you speak about the underlying facts? We've been very clear when it comes to even underlying facts, when it comes to specifics, when it comes to something that is under the purview, that is that the Department of Justice is looking at, especially legal matters, investigations, we do not comment from here, Peter. That Got has it. been consistent. So We've been that, very consistent. Consistent unless it was Donald Trump. Consistent unless it was Donald Trump's classified records. And then it's, oh yeah, it's good. Now, did you see his post today how... Every morning I would get these briefings, huge briefings, and these briefings would come in folders and some of them would be labeled classified and top secret and other things. And, and uh, they would always take the documents but leave the folders and I would just collect the folders. And I, hold, I took all these folders with me. So he's Biden saying, said this? no, Trump. Trump said this. Trump said this. Now, go back to our original theories when they raided Mar-a-Lago. Remember the door, 45, the door, the Q post coordinating directly with all of that prior to the event actually happening. As you, um, we can only show you the door. You must walk through it or whatever it was. It will show your enemy the door. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mar-a-Lago was a setup. Okay. The, Trump has documents. We know he does. Crossfire, so Hurricane, Russia, 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 Hillary Clinton, email, he has this. 
probably he has the info Wiener on laptop, everybody. Okay, he declassified yeah. it. What he left in Mar-a-Lago, and I guarantee he has legitimate proof backed up by Secret Service agents, okay? Because he knew they were coming, is he put empty folders in there. This is why he's saying if they actually have something, they put it in there. And I guarantee you he had a second set of cameras that will come out mm. after all said and done. That will show the FBI plan and the evidence. I, dude, I'm telling you, this dude is too smart not to do that. But he's coming out now. He's dripping little little crumbs. Oh, I had hundreds of these folders marked top secret and classified, but they were empty. How does he know he they were empty? How does he know all the ones that he took with him were empty? Because he made sure that the ones that were put in there were empty. He made sure. That when the National Archives came and looked at it, they didn't look inside. They just saw the folders and said, oh, this guy's got top secret information. Leaked that to Joe Biden. Boom. DOJ comes in. FBI raids. They take all these. There's no documents in them. I'm telling you, this is, this is a massive setup. Then we have to go and look at what's really going on with the discovery of the documents for Joe Biden. I mean, this happened on November 2nd. This was... Yeah. Um, you know, two different attorney general, two different uh, uh, AGs or special counsels that were appointed, Couch uh, Jr. being one of them who was a Trump appointee. There had to be a tip. Someone lay, gave a tip off, okay? I'm telling you. And that mm. Trump knew that this was all going to happen and that Joe Biden had classified docs when he was a VP, which is illegal, he's not protected, and that they tipped him off they found the documents, and now this just exasperates the situation. And so I'm telling you, 2023 is going to be great for the Patriots, for we consider the White Hats. And it's going to be horrible for you and me because we're going to feel the ass end of it. Because the deep yeah. state, the cabal, is going to push back. Big time. They're going to be put up against the wall like yeah. an animal. Right. Now, CNN... And we are winning the information war. CNN is closing their Atlanta headquarters. Yes. <laughs> Dude, this is massive. Yeah. CNN is closing Atlanta headquarters. The left-wing mobs tried to breach the facility during the summer of 2020. Maybe it was the window into the future. Um, but after more than 35 years, CNN is leaving downtown mainstay in stages this year with the entire operation moving back to renovated space at the 30-acre Turner Techwood campus in Midtown, according to CNN spokesperson. Originally, the appeal CNN relocating itself in Atlanta was that it remained at a, a safe enough distance from the coastal elites to maintain an unbiased view of events, at least in theory. But the network gradually moved its operation to places it initially sought to distance itself from. In other words, Atlanta's just too damn dangerous. No, your ratings <laughs> suck. You don't have the money to probably pay for the building anymore. And Atlanta is pretty damn dangerous. Yeah, that is huge. I like that. that, that that's a good one. Beautiful. Um, I had Dr. Kirk Elliott on the uh, Dark Delight Show today, and, I, and if people want to go check that out, you can check that out. We have a new website coming out. It'll probably be done here this weekend or so. It just takes me a long time because I build it myself, and I have to do all the graphics. Vince saw some of them. But uh, um, Dr. Kirk Elliott was on the Dark Delight Show. You can find that at WYSL 1040.com, not AM, 1040.com, and um, they should have it uh, linked up there. It's also on our, our uh, Podbean which you can find at Red Pill Project, Red Pill Radio dot online, Red Pill Radio dot online. Um, but 
we had a great discussion on the state of the economy, what's happening with the economy today and where it's headed. And everything came back down to gold and silver, gold mm. and silver. And we're going to talk about the economy here for just a few minutes. Oh, I got a, I got another announcement to make. Um, this is kind of... Uh... So everybody knows that I do um, shows with American Media Periscope. John Michael Chambers over there. Sean Morgan, James Grunvig is uh, my co-host on DEFCON 5, which is a Thursday and Friday show. We have lots of cool guests, tons of stuff happening there. Um, I, I think I can announce this. We get, yeah, we're, we're 12 days away, 12, 13 days away. So they want me to do a five-day-a-week show. And I'm in agreement with this. I, I have no problem with it. But I said, let's, uh, let, let's stream the Daily Dose. So... The Daily Dose will be going on their spots live on Brighteon and Rumble and be hosted on American Media Periscope. So the format of the show will change just slightly. Okay? So we have to basically... So for everybody out there who's listening, the format of the show will still be an hour, hour and a half. I think we can still do an hour and a half. Still be an hour and a half. But there will be segmented commercials that they do throughout that. It's just because of the producer and American Media Periscope. That's just the way they do it. So we'll just be running kind of commercials or we'll do an intermission and just kind of like it's there's going to be two of them. So it's not in there like three minutes long. So just letting you guys know, you guys won't see the AMP commercials. Just FYI, you won't see the stuff on the AMP side. So me and Vince will develop some stuff and put some stuff and we'll just play that or we'll just do a little dialogue while that plays and then come back as if we're live. So it'll be kind of like a transitionary. But I wanted to put that out there because February 1st is when we go live with that. And I just want everybody to be prepared to be like, what, what the hell is this, right? <laughs> so, um, and then we'll also have a producer in the background. Um, but I wanted to talk about Dr. Kirk Elliott. So if you get the, if you go to getgoldtoday.com, getgoldtoday.com, this is the page that you're gonna come up with. And really what I want you to do, you can watch this video right here, Protecting Income and Retirement Assets for Over Two Decades. That's Dr. Kirk Elliott. Um, there's my mug, right? And he's going to tell you, what simple steps to securing your retirement assets, assets is subscribe for the free report, set up a call with Dr. Kirk Elliott, act and protect your assets. The number is right here in the bottom. And this is what I want you to do. 720-605-3900. Or you can email schedule at drkirkelliottphd.com. But if you go to Get Gold Today, that's where it's going to take you. And if you just call that number, you can leave a voicemail right now, whatever. But that's what you're going to see when you go to the webpage. So I just want everybody to understand how to navigate that webpage. Um, because we're coming to that point where you should have some gold and silver. And it, whether you have 10 ounces, 100,000 ounces, I don't care. Have some. It's going to be critical here in the future. You know... I'm really big in the cryptocurrency and I do believe in cryptocurrency and it is the future of currency, especially decentralized crypto. Um, but what happens with a power outage? Contingencies. It's not going to work. You have to have contingency plans. You have to be able to support and sustain yourself. And so this is why we have water. This is why we have chlorine dioxide. This is why we have a stock wagon of ivermectin. This is why we have piles of vitamins this is why we have boatloads of totes of food non-perishable food that will last long ass time mm -hmm. okay and so we yeah, can go in knowledge and knowledge knowledge is the most important part of this and this is why i have books too because you want to know what if, if we go mad max yeah 
Do you want to know what's going to be a valuable commodity? Information. Information. Books. The information battlefield will never go away. The information battlefield will never go away. <laughs> That's true, dude. Yeah. Um, I worry about that, though, especially when it comes to identifying plants and having those books. Mm -hmm. A lot of people will tell you, you need to really get hands-on with that stuff. And when you have a book in your hand and it comes down to it, you're going to be really second-guessing yourself. So I'm going to uh, – I have plans to try to figure this stuff out, really get hands-on with local plants and find who knows what the heck's around me yeah. to prepare. Oh, and, 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 and talking about other stuff. So – Mm -hmm. Number one is we have the Battle of the Streams going on. Rumble, DLive, Pilled, and Facebook. Facebook, you are now in it. You can give yes. stars on there. Uh, much appreciated for all the donations that have been coming in. Uh, we have had a few already today. Megan uh, Megan Amber, 17, celebrating an month, eight-month subscription streak. Thank you so much, Megan Amber. DNA AF Vet, celebrating a 17-month subscription streak. Thank you so much, DNA. Shannon, 13, donated three ice creams. And Allie D, three ice creams. Thank you so much, Shannon and Allie. Um, but thank you for supporting us and helping us do the Red Pill Project. We're, we're only here because of you guys, really, seriously. This is the only way that we can do this is with your support. So much love and respect, and God bless you guys all for that. Um, another part, Friday mm -hmm. night is Conversations on the Fringe. Um, we haven't had a lot of guests scheduled on Conversations on the Fringe, and there's a reason for that. Um, the number one reason is I just haven't had the time. Everybody I want to have on is like, I can't do it, doing this, on vacation, all these things. Um, and I want to be very specific in the shows that we do. So this week is going, I don't know if we're going to have any other guests other than me and Vince, but we're going to be talking about Nikola Tesla, uh, T. Townsend Brown, Victor Schallenberger, and we're going to be talking about free energy, free energy technologies, maybe get into the cold fusion, Lennar systems, the, the fusion systems, um, and, and kind of maybe what you guys can do to get out there and get introduced to that whole level. So that's one of the things that we're going to be talking about on Friday on Conversation on the Fringe. I think it's going to be pretty cool. I'm going to find, yeah. see if we can find someone else to come and join us, but I'm not going to get my heart set on that, but this will be fun. Yeah, I can't wait. Love Fridays. Right. Getting there. Slowly but surely. Agreed. Defense contractors rake in millions of U.S. dollars. Uh, the U.S. seeks to supply more weapons to Ukraine. And defense contractors are making a, a boatload of money because everything that the United States federal government is sending over there, they are purchasing directly from defense contractors through proxy. It's, it's Absolutely. It's the embezzlement of money. And I've always talked about how, like, you have... Uh, you have a deep state, so this is the bureaucracy and the politicians. You have a military-industrial complex. This is the defense contractors and generals. And then you have an intelligence. You have an intelligence kind of industrial complex, right? And what I've seen is that these three are really at battle with each other. And that the, the deep state and the intelligence-industrial complex have really kind of merged together. And then the, the, the military-industrial complex, I think, is the one that holds all the keys because they have all the technology. And I think that that, and you guys can hate me for saying this and disagree with me, and that's okay. But it would be my perspective from seeing everything that I know that it's the military-industrial complex that really perpetuated this war on the deep state. Because the deep state, if you go back and look, and there's subtle clues there. They okay. were trying to get a hold of this high-level technology that was stuck away in these deep, dark projects. One of the prime examples, Bill Clinton, John Podesta. 
They tried to declassify UFOs as much as possible, making it in the public domain. They couldn't do it. Bill Clinton yeah. could not do it. What happens to Podesta after he leaves? He joins to the Stars Academy with Tom DeLonge from Blink-182. They bring in freaking, um, what's his name from, uh, not Russell Targ, but uh, uh, Hal Putoff. They bring in Hal Putoff from SRI, Stanford Research Initiative, who worked on the CIA on remote viewing, but also on other energy projects with them, right? And Hal Putoff brings in John Podesta. And now they bring in Christopher Mellon, who's from the Mellon banking family. I mean, come on. This is nothing but globalists here. And what they're doing is they're releasing this information that the military industrial complex, the DOD, has on UFOs and aliens trying to push the disclosure. Because if they push the disclosure, then they can get their hands on it. And then the people who want the technology can begin to build on it. And this just tells me that they don't have that level of technology. And I think this is one of the reasons that Donald Trump was so safe is because he's in with them. And now who's also part of the military industrial contract, uh, military industrial complex. This would be top level people that have defense contractors, contracts. Who are these, who are the top, who are two people in the top five of defense contracts? Uh, it's like. Boeing and Elon Musk. Elon Musk and Peter uh, Peter Thiel. Peter Thiel, he's a big one, yes. Yeah. Palantir and then Starlink. Yeah, just the PayPal mafia, guys. So now look at who's fighting, who is supporting Donald Trump and who's fighting the deep state right now. I'm telling you. Fascinating. Yeah, huh. yeah I see, I see, I see. Right. And think about how much money's on the line with those companies. Think If... The, the military industrial complex was going to slowly leak this technology, technology to Elon over the next 20 years. And he could slowly introduce it into society like they've been doing so far. Okay. Th then he becomes a trillionaire. He, he rules the world. He gets to Mars. He lives all of his dreams. Same thing with Peter Thiel. But if the deep state gets a hold of it, if the cabal gets a hold of it, the globalists get a hold of it, it's over. Nobody will ever make anything out of it. The world will probably never see it. It'll be used against them. And this is the battle that I think is really going on. I'm telling you, it's a great fucking theory. And, and this is why I also said that September 11th was an attack from the mil uh, on the military-industrial complex. Ooh. Or from the military-industrial complex onto the deep state, the cabal, the globalists, whatever you want to call it. That this was one of their battles that leaked out into the street. And they all utilized it. And here's the thing. is Both of their alignments are towards a one-world government. But one is a nationalistic world government to where the United States still retains its sovereignty and you know countries still go to war, these types of things. And it's very similar to what we have now, except that there is a kind of like, I, I would look at it as a global constitution. That everybody has, you know, no more communism and socialism. At least that's a kumbaya type of perspective about it. And the other one is a techno-fascist, totalitarian, oligarchical, technocratic controlled state. Which one do you want? Yeah. I want freedom. I want freedom. That's right. And uh, Donald Trump is planning a return to Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. Oh my the God. Return. Trump. They said he was not going to do it, and now he's going to do it. Why is he doing it now? Why is it so important now? I think the, just uh, in, in preparation for the flood, maybe. In preparation for the flood? Okay. Now, what's the date uh, Friday? I believe the 20th. The 20th. Okay. I, I want to check something out real quick. So that's... Um, 11 to 2017, 11 to 
2017. Okay. And then it's going to be 120, 2023. You know what I'm doing? Yeah. And Derived said he's running for president. Yes. Good point. Yep. And he's running for president. Who's running for pre- Oh, Donald Trump's running for president. Yeah, not Derived. Donald Trump. And I, I tend to see this like... Uh, Okay, not what I was looking for. All right, but anyways. This is what I think will happen. Donald Trump will come back on Friday. And we go to post 5-5. Look to Twitter exactly this, my fellow Americans. The storm is upon us. I'm telling you, this all... I'm hoping, this is speculation, okay? I don't know what he's going to do. But I think that this is what we could see. And just imagine if that happened. Just imagine if he comes out Friday... On his return to Twitter, and he says, my fellow Americans, the storm is upon us. I will shit my pants. I'm going to scream like a little girl, run around. Yeah, I would be like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. It's really happening. I know, right? Yeah. But totally. that would be the ultimate signal. That would, that would be the shot heard yeah. around the world, would it not? It would really, <laughs> yeah, cause some excitement. Yep. So that'll be the day going to be very interesting to see what happens. I think I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to be Friday. It does. I hope so it, yeah. I hope so. Um, Scam lab project Veritas unveiling some new drop bombs. We're not going to watch the whole video. Let's take a look at some of this. <laughs> I have people on my team who never taught before, but no sales. They don't have to like kids. It, it's oh, literally like, I hate kids. I'm like, don't say that in front of a partner. Just keep it to yourself. Mr. Salesman. Like Mr. I'm a consultant coming in. I'm like, okay. And so it's up to the school. They get in trouble then. That's not, that's not on me. Even on the Pussy Sky. When she finds out, you'll never see her. She's funny enough for a long time. So that's like, my boss is a freaking psychopath. What is she doing? She basically is like, she's running a non-profit, but like, it's for profit. She can't get in trouble for that, can she? For running a non-profit and still having... You know, it's borderline. I, I'll, she won't answer it, and she never will. I don't think she ever will. This is how we do things. It's in the school. In, in a class. Previously, we reported our subject, Quentin Bostic, elaborating on grade school curriculums he creates and sells, specifically in the state of Georgia, and how he incorporates elements of critical race theory under the guise of equity. Now he goes into further detail on his employer, the Teaching Lab a progressive nonprofit that creates and sells similar programs all across the country. According to Bostic, it's quite lucrative and with major backing behind it. So just imagine, you have 100 schools in the school district. Each of them need like five of these curriculums. That's at twenty thousand dollars. Right. The over and over, over and over. And then guess what? Next year is gonna be version two that you have to have. And then you have to have version three. We were just changing the cover. <laughs> Literally. So they make the money from schools needing that curriculum. Do they need it or is it just preference? It's preference. It's preference. It's totally preference. Now they can sell it to public schools as well? Yeah. 
And so, like, for example, when we saw DEI work, they're like, like, for me, like a black queer voice, they're like, oh, what are you writing about? We want to see what's in your lesson. I'm like, sure. I can say this is $50,000. I'm like, perfect. We'll, we'll pilot it. Beautiful. And for that state money, does that get you in trouble at all? How so? I'm external. External. You're just a salesman. I'm just a salesman. Like I'm, a, I'm a consultant coming in. I'm like, okay. And so it's up to the school. They get in trouble then. That's not, that's not on me. And that's money. And I mean, whether you care about teaching or not, it's a good thing. And literally, I have people on my team who never taught before, but no sales. They can sell things, and guess what? It works. They don't have to like kids. It's it, oh, literally like I hate kids. I'm like, don't say that for a partner. Just keep it to yourself. <laughs> that it's true. But it's true. It's 100% true. Cool. Even on the Kenzie Scott, when she funded us, you'll never see her. The Kenzie Scott? Yeah, the Kenzie Scott, you'll never Seriously? see her. Yeah, she funded us. You will never see her. You she funded us? Yeah, she funded us. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. So that's why like, my boss is a freaking psychopath. Like, I'm trying to tell you, like, so we won't. Okay. Vince, what's your thoughts on this? You there, Vince? Yeah, I'm here. They uh, had a video come out yesterday with this guy as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, oh, shoot. Sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Well, I, I got it right here. So, okay. Georgia um, Department of Education response bombshell report by Teaching Lab Headquarters Director Quinton Bostic attempts to promote or push these ideologies in Georgia schools are illegal under the Protect Students First Act signed into law in 2022. Um, State School Superintendent Richard Woods is firmly opposed to the inclusion of critical race theory and other divisive concepts in Georgia's public schools. Furthermore, the attempts to promote or push these ideologies in Georgia schools are illegal under the Protect Students First Act signed into law in 2022. We are in communications with both school districts explicitly mentioned to verify whether the information in the video is accurate and are working to ensure these materials have not been adopted in other districts. We are we will direct any district using these materials to discontinue their use. In addition to their efforts, parents should be aware that HB 1084, the Protect Students First Act, establishes a complaint resolution pro uh, process that parents, students, and educators personnel can follow to report a violation. We encourage parents to follow this process to report violations. And you just got to applaud the work of James O'Keefe and Project oh, yeah. Veritas in what they're doing. And yeah. this is kind of what we're wanting to do here in, in Minnesota is we want to get these school boards we want to get intelligent on them. We want to go undercover with them. We want to we want to hear what they have to say and how they're embezzling or whatever it might be. They're embezzling money. They're they're um, you know not molding these children to the best that they should. And they're implementing critical race theory. They're implementing various other things like child grooming. Yeah. And that's the big thing that's happening right now. And it's interesting too because the Muslim community out here is large and they're completely mm -hmm. against it. But most of them are just too afraid to speak up because they're here on visas and stuff. Right. Yeah. Interesting. We definitely need to catch this stuff. And you know how they're doing it in this instance is yesterday with the video that mm -hmm. came out from James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. He said that he doesn't use the word critical race theory in the curriculum. And that's his loophole. He's like, it's the same stuff. We just don't say critical race theory. Right. Ha ha ha. It's like, well, now you're on video saying that. So. Yeah, and so he can probably go to jail for this because that is illegal yeah. under Georgia law. So we're going to see how that goes. And Teaching Lab responds. Uh, 
Teaching Lab responds, attacking Project Veritas journalism, denying claims they made uh, by employee uh, Quentin Bostic. Um, they didn't know. Yeah, that was part two we just saw. Um, Teaching Lab is a nonpartisan, nonprofit organization that supports teachers with research-backed professional learning that helps them improve outcomes for students. Our goal is to partner with teachers and students in a shared pursuit of educa educational equity so that they can thrive together in communities that enable students to be lifelong learners and lead meaningful lives. Teaching Lab does not create or sell curriculum. Project Veritas, a widely discredited activist group, no they're not, uh, released a deceptively produced and edited video of Teaching Lab employee who was recorded without his knowledge or consent, which is illegal in that state. Uh, the views expressed by the employee in these recordings are his own. The recordings have been edited to give an inaccurate portrayal of Teaching Lab. Teaching Lab does not currently operate in the state of Georgia, nor does it sell curriculum. Critical race theory is not part of the Teaching Lab's professional learning model. Teaching Lab is proud that research has found that the student and educators have been part of it, blah, 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 blah. Okay, Aren't you? I'm pretty sure we'll see, and I'm pretty sure Project Veritas is gonna continuously give us updates on this and let us know how much bullshit they just told us. Yeah, this is them trying to cover the tracks, but I think they're guilty. So tomorrow, another part comes out where mm -hmm. I guess they're not undercover having a discussion with this guy. I don't know his name, but I think it's James O'Keefe and him actually speaking. And the little clip that they put out today, did, the little snippet, did not sound like he uh, resolved any of this. I think he dug himself deeper into a hole. So mm -hmm. I can't wait for tomorrow on this story. Now, we were just talking about Elon Musk. Look at his tweet today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Will be interesting to see how the Biden administration reacts to this. They may try to weaponize federal agencies against Twitter. And this is Donald Trump is reportedly preparing to come back to Twitter and Facebook after being reinstated. And so remember we talked about drip, drip, flood. Remember we talked about mm -hmm. Donald Trump will utilize a social media platform to start dropping bombs. It begins when he comes back to Twitter. It begins. And oh, I'm man. telling you, I don't know what this guy's going to drop, but it's going to be fucking epic. Get the coffee going because I don't think there's going to be much sleep in 2023. Right. Th Trump this doesn't is, sleep a lot. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Just the other day we had drip, drip, flood. I've been saying this yeah. for years that what's going to happen is when we take back the, the whole information platform, CNN, all these guys are crumbling away. People are getting their information. We thought it would have been Trump's platform and that this is where everybody would have migrated to. But we're, we we're fortunate that they had other plans. Misdraw, Right that it was actually Elon Musk that buys Twitter working with Trump and now they're going to come out there and they're going to start releasing this information. Now, think about this. Why would Elon say this specifically? We'll be interested to see how the Biden administration reacts to this. They may try to weaponize federal agencies against Twitter. Does he know what Trump's going to do when he gets on Twitter? That's the question. And I think he does. Hmm. I think he knows exactly what Trump's about to do. And that's why I think this Friday is when it's going to happen and Trump's going to come out. My fellow Americans, the storm is upon us. My God. And then it'll be over the course of the never, next several weeks and months, you will undoubtedly see that we are taking back our country. I hope yeah. so. I this, hope is, so. this is going to be crazy. This is going to be crazy. Elon Musk, again, the World Economic Forum is increasingly becoming an unelected world government that the people never ask for and don't want. He also put this poll out there. The World Economic Forum should control the world, yes or no? 86.5% said no. 1.768 million votes right now. Another bot trap. Remember when he bot trapped uh, everybody on Twitter by saying that, uh, hey, I'll step down as Twitter CEO? <laughs> <laughs> yes, dude. 
So fast. Yeah, someday when I find a replacement in the <laughs> yeah, near future. As soon as I find a replacement. <laughs> Such a troll with words, man. Yeah. Wow. He did another poll today. Did he? Yeah, it's um shoot. I have to pull it up. I don't know. If it was in the links, I probably got it up here. Yeah. But, but let's go to this one. Very bright, rotating white light UFO over Texas described by pilot and FAA ATC recordings. Uh, 2148 Eastern Standard Time, 11-10-2022. This is last year. The Black Vault received word of this incident by someone who wishes to remain anonymous, but um, had access to the FAA database that listed the report. It was sent to the Black Vault in mid-November 2022. The date of the report is um, obviously 11-10-11-11. The text related to the incident and sent via email. And I believe they have it right here. Let's go ahead and play this. We're not going to play the whole 20 minutes. November 39 X-ray ident. Ident. 39 X-ray radar contact 3 east of LaGrange. Maintain VFR. Maintain VFR for 39 X-ray direct to uh, Eloy. Roger. Eastern approach 1439 X-ray. 1439 X-ray, go ahead. It's weird. I saw some kind of like a UFO in front of me, uh, maybe a thousand feet above, I want to say, on uh, 1 o'clock. I'm not seeing on SB at all. 3-9 X-ray. And 3-9 X-ray, I don't see any uh, primary targets in your area. Okay, uh, just like you know. And 9-3, 3-9X-ray, if you could describe it for me, where is it light, was it moving rapidly, what direction was it going? It was uh, perpendicular to me, about 1,000 feet above, uh, bright, very bright light. And very fast. Would the, the making erratic uh, movements, like stopping and going pretty quick, or was it constant speed? It was probably top speed and straight line. It disappeared out of nowhere and uh, went, uh, I'll say, to our south, southeast. Roger, was uh, in front of you moving southeast? Uh, southwest, correct. Correct, your southwest. So, pretty cool right there. That's from the Black Vault. Uh, John Greenwald said he was going to release that earlier, and so I knew he was coming out, and I wanted to touch on that. Uh, but listen, th- there's something going on in our skies, and, and I've seen a lot of different theories about this. Uh, um, the the guy who does uh, Museum of Tarot came out and was like trying to debunk UAPs in 2004 in the Pacific Ocean that uh, the F-18 pilot saw and shit, saying that they were coming out of submarines. And if you listen to the actual chatter of the F-18, he said... They say that uh, it looks like a submarine coming out of the water. Looks like a submarine coming out of the water. If you had a submerged aircraft coming out of the water, like a UFO, it's going to look like a submarine surfacing. And the thing is, is mm-hmm. I've seen him in the South Pacific during that time. And I, I call his bullshit. And I, I invite him on the show, show to come talk about it. I'll tell him my experiences during the same time that all these people saw their experiences. So... But, yeah, he calls it a PSYOP. I, I don't think it's a PSYOP. Although I do think that we have that level of technology and that we are utilizing that and that some of these can be accounted for. That one right there was probably 
a uh, top secret project, something like that. Who knows? But let's uh, let's switch and go in the other direction. David Whitehead and I just did a show today on Earth Chronicles about how that go human trafficking. And, yeah, I've been seeing uh, the news. We're going to do a, uh, a few more shows on this. We're going to have Natalie Denise on next week. She's already confirmed. Good. That's pretty cool. Cool. And then what do we got here? We got Madonna. And this is actually about Natalie Denise's uh, Twitter thread of kind of how this write-up came up. But the Ethiopian World Federation, a philanthropic group, has accused Madonna of trafficking and sexually abusing children in Malawi. Uh, pop star Madonna herself adopted four kids from Malawi and a uh, uh, landlocked nation in Southeast Africa. There, she established a nonprofit organization called Raising Malawi. Uh, in 2006, the goal of assisting orphans and vulnerable children via health and educational initiatives. The Ethiopian World Federation has made a surprising petition against Madonna. Child trafficking and fear of social experiments rendered to Malawian children. Um, so the EFS has EFF have EWF have requested that the Malawian president Lazarus Chakawara investigate Madonna's charitable endeavors and restrict her and her association's accessibility to Africa and the African children as a precautionary measure until a thorough investigation is done into child trafficking, sexual exploitation, sexual slavery, adoption reversal threat of coercion, fraud, deception, and abuse of power or vulnerability. The petition also referred to Madonna's book Sex, published in 1992, which contained adult material, softcore porn, and sadomasochism. In Malawi, pornographic material and LGBTQ conduct are illegal. And this goes on and on, and it makes some pretty interesting accusations, especially with her contract uh, with the book publisher of how that she could not utilize bestiality or talk about child porn and all this other stuff. And so this is just showing you how deep this rabbit hole really goes, that these Hollywood influencers are, are utilized to create these charitable organizations which go into these countries. They have massive amounts of philanthropic money go in there, and children flow out. Same thing with Hillary Clinton in Haiti. This is how it works. Yeah. I've heard this. Crazy. New Zealand is. Let's go here. Uh, urgent from New Zealand. I wouldn't want a family member being treated by an unvaccinated nurse. For God's sakes, take the COVID jab. <laughs> oh, God, let's listen to this. According to this poll, keen for those unvaccinated nurses to come back. We need, we need the staff, but I, for one, I wouldn't want a family member being treated by an unvaccinated nurse. I'm the same. I, I'm sorry. I just want to know that my healthcare workers are vaccinated and that they're all in the same camp. Just for God's sake, get the jab, go back to work. <laughs> Take one for the team. Take one for the team. Team yeah. Eugenics is asking you to take one for the team. Yeah, if you want to know if your nurse is vaccinated or not, see if she's still your nurse in five years. There well, you go. Here's some good news from New Zealand. New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has announced her retirement from politics within the next month. I know this, uh, know what this job takes, and I know that I can no longer have enough in the tank to do it justice, and she will be stepping down. So the question is, is this a win, or is she being removed for some reason? Um, yeah, is you know, it's a good question, because she could find herself in a country that hides her from the responsibility well, of... I think, the jab. Yeah. I think a lot of people are going to leave, be leaving politics really soon because the word is getting out about the jab and the vaccine and they're going to become targets just like um, Albert Abrula was today. And we'll look at that video here in a little bit. But let's first listen to uh, – I don't think that this is a deep fake. 
I, I don't believe that this is a deep fake. There's a potential this is a deep fake. I don't know, but let's listen to it. Um, I, I share some caution on this because um, we just don't know the long-term side effects of, of basically modifying people's um, DNA and RNA to, um, to directly encode in a person's DNA and, and RNA, basically the ability to, um, to, to produce uh, those antibodies and whether that causes other mutations or other risks down, um, downstream. So, uh, so he tells his staff not to get the vaccine, August 2021. And this is where we're at. Tribunal fear. COVID vaccine pushing talking heads now backpedaling to cover the tracks for the fear of future prosecution for conspiring to push the deadly vaccines. And I think that this is a very real threat. And this is what happened today when Albert Barola, CEO of Pfizer, was met in the streets of Davos today by Ezra Levant. And you can I mean, we, we now know that the vaccines didn't stop transmission. But why did you keep it secret? You said it was 100% effective, then 90%, then 80%, then 70%. But we now know that the vaccines do not trans stop transmission. Why did you keep that secret? Have a nice day. I won't have a nice day until I know the answer. Why did you keep it a secret that your vaccine did not stop transmission? Is it time to apologize to the world, sir, to give refunds back to the countries that poured all their money into your vaccine that doesn't work, your ineffective vaccine? Yeah, you have a little bit of rain. Are you not ashamed of what you've done in the last couple of years? Jeb Soon they will not be able to walk down the street. And I find it really crazy that these people are walking down the street without security. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I mean, there's thousands of security around the streets but mm -hmm. other than that it seems like they're pretty much freely walking around in small groups there's definitely some kind of security they they plain clothed yeah sure but yeah they're pretty much willy-nilly walking around there and luckily there's at least one organization doing some real reporting agreed and someone just sent me something i was trying to confirm it but i can't uh i wanted to it'd be nice but uh, let me see if I can find it. Unfortunately, the response to the hard-hitting questions is ignored by anybody who's smart, unlike the people that Project Veritas catches, which is hilarious. They just talk, talk, talk. They love talking about their crimes. That's the funny thing. When does a bird sing? Mm -hmm. They think they're free. These people think they're in a safe space, and they just really spill the beans. It's hilarious. I love that stuff. Yeah, there is a uh, questionability of whether Damar Hamlin's uh, doctor came out and mentioned anything about the vaccine. Um, no. But it appears that the CNN article was uh, not real. But there is other ones out there, so it's interesting. Um, and this goes right back to Albert Barula right here. Uh, Davos 2023 Moderna CEO. This is Moderna CEO, not... Uh, this is uh, Stefan Bonsell says he wants to have mRNA factory on every continent. Yep. You, you know what I think they're doing, quite honestly? Changing. Is they're, they're genetically changing human beings to the point. Um, hold on. A, uh, anybody sharing Derek Johnson's absolute garbage and bullshit, please don't do that. 
I, I wrote a Substack article about debunking Derek Johnson and his fucking wackadoodle theory, and it's absolutely wackadoodle. It has no relevance or merit, and I've asked him the debate, and he won't come on. But, yeah, no. Appreciate it, but Donald Trump is definitely not commander-in-chief or president, and I've proven this over and over and over again. But, sorry, not trying to be a dick, but, yeah, I don't like that guy's stuff being shared. Anyways, um, where were we? Why are they wanting to put mRNA factories mm. on every continent. Gattaca. You ever seen the movie Gattaca? No. This is where basically we have genetically engineered children. Children are no longer mm. produced by sexual reproduction, but they're built in labs, genetically altered to be perfection. This is the goal of eugenesis. Complete control. Yep, complete control. And I think that's why they want it on every continent i think that this is what this is all about is screw the shit out of human beings dna to where you force human beings to reproduce genetically through genetic manipulation creepy yeah i wonder if they're going to do that to themselves yeah listen this is funny watch this joe biden kamala harris Kamala says, no, I'm not doing that. And they all laugh. They all laugh like it's a big joke. Isn't that interesting? He's standing in solidarity with Black Lives Matters. But they all laugh and they say, and Kamala says, I'm not doing that. I will ruin my pants. It's the first time she ever said she won't get on her knees, by the way. Yep. Okay. Er This is getting pretty heated. I I, I wanted to watch this, so let's let's check this out. This is Eric Swallow. (laughs) You were stripped of your committees. Um, Why? Political vengeance. Uh, You know, Kevin McCarthy uh, seems to want to heat up the leftovers of a story that goes back to Barack Obama's first term. FBI has said three different times uh, in a rare form. They never talk about investigations that all I did was help them. Never suspected of wrongdoing. Today, the Washington Post fact checker, Glenn Kessler, put out a story uh, giving McCarthy four Pinocchios for his claims. But the consequence of his claims is just is not just that I'm not on the committee and he's weaponized the Intelligence Committee. It's that it inspires these death threats. People parrot what Kevin McCarthy is saying when they call and make the threats. And so he knows that. We, we've told this to him. I, I have told this to him. I have, you know, publicly broadcast to him that when you do this, it, it leads to threats to me, my wife, our kids. Mm-hmm. Recently, someone said that they were going to uh, rape and kill uh, my children, uh, and, and they were using the language that Kevin McCarthy was using. So there is a cost uh, to all. And he's lying because everything that he's talking about, with the, the, the people messaging him, this is nothing more than bot accounts messaging him to actually produce <laughs> a narrative. Um, yes. um, on top of that, is you probably shouldn't have slept with a Chinese spy, you piece of shit. Dumbass. It's so funny. Sometimes on his Twitter, he'll post like phone calls, recordings, and stuff. He's like, Look at this. Do you think this is funny? I received this threat today. And it's somebody being like, Yeah. I heard one. And, it was and you can see like, how they Me? screenshotted it in their notepad. <laughs> no, it was a real call, I think. Oh. But they're like, you will be held responsible in a court of law. And do you know what the consequence of treason is? It's, you know, and they go into further detail. And he's like, 
I can't believe he posts that stuff on Twitter. It's pretty hilarious, and uh, so, he's calling it terrorism and this and that. But anyway. so for anybody who doesn't know what's going on, there's like this little war, and this is Kevin. You got Carly. the briefing I got from the FBI. You wouldn't have Swalwell on any committee. So he says, if you if you got the briefing I did from the FBI, Swalwell wouldn't be on any committee. And then Swalwell puts this out there. Swalwell was in. This is from the San Francisco Chronicle. Now listen to what this the wording of this article. Swalwell was completely cooperative and under no suspicion or wrongdoing. An FBI official familiar with the investigation said, speaking to the Chronicle anonymously, as the agent was not authorized to speak to the media. It was a defensive briefing. Information was obtained where we do a duty to warn. Okay, what is the problems with this article? Anonymous FBI agent, familiar, not working on the case, yeah. right? It, yeah. th- this is a completely bullshit story. It was probably Peter Strzok, right? Peter Strauss. That's probably who it was. So I said, we are done with your magical play on words with the present uh, preset narrative of the deep state companion media. The anonymous FBI source, p- probably Peter Strzok, was not part of the investigation. It was a pre-planned counter-narrative campaign. And then I get these these douchebags. I had this one. Um, is all McCarthy needs to do is review a briefing report and learn why the FBI cleared Rep. Sawwell. I doubt McCarthy tried that. And I said, do you have a copy? Asking for a friend because I'm sure McCarthy does. Swalwell doesn't and either and neither do you. Swalwell definitely doesn't because he would post to prove McCarthy wrong if he did. And that's the thing. Your word is not, uh, yeah, McCarthy and Pelosi were both briefed by the FBI on the investigation. Swalwell was not. And so this is me getting attacked by liberals and putting them to shame because they have no fucking clue what they're talking about. Oy. Fun stuff, man. And uh, general, here's where we're headed. Let's listen to Ron Johnson here. Population, let alone where you work, to actually have accountability so this doesn't happen again. So go back after World War II. The reason the Nuremberg trials, one of the, one of the reasons that, that it was made possible is because Eisenhower made sure the camps were exposed and photographed and those horrors were revealed to the world. Um, that's why the first step here is exposure. And, and one of the reasons, well, the, the main reason, and I got contacted by Ken Rutgers, whose wife was vaccine injured, that got me involved with the vaccine injured community. And you know, my main reason for advocating for them is so they can be seen, heard, believed, and healed and treated. Because right now, without federal agencies, without the medical establishment uh, acknowledging that, they, they can't even get treatment. Mm-hmm. But the vaccine injured also can play just a key role of raising the awareness so that these harms are exposed so we can actually have accountability so we can actually um so we can actually fix these problems and there's there's really two tracks here on on the one hand it's about the origin so that we can have much stronger international treaties to, to tightly control what science now allows and on the other hand compassionately deal with the people who've been harmed by these actions, been harmed by these vaccines. Um, and from my standpoint, one of the points I've been making uh, as we've been discussing this this morning is we need the vaccine injured to get organized on a state-by-state state basis and set up meetings to meet with their House members and their senators and tell their stories. 
they are, they are powerful stories. I mean, you, you can't sit and listen to these things and not believe these people. Mm-hmm. But right now, I'm talking to colleagues and I say, are you being contacted by you know, people talking about vaccine injuries? And they look at me like I'm from outer space. It's like, what are you talking about? Is it going to take one of your colleagues to collapse suddenly, to die suddenly? Is that what it's going to take? Well, um, God, I mean, I hope not, okay? Uh, but you're seeing with, you know, the Buffalo... Because they're not vaccinated. Buffalo Bills player. Mm-hmm. Uh, you saw how wow. quickly they already had the excuse, right? Commodio Cordis. And, you know, certainly within my doctor group... Very common in 2014. Immediately people are saying, that is, there's no way. Yeah. I mean, that is a, a, a small object, high speed, in an unprotected, probably young chest. That's not what this was. And yet, again, what we're up against, the COVID cartel, they were so prepared for that eventuality because they anticipated it. So, again, we, we are up against powerful forces. You know, I've used the analogy in terms of what the FBI did. All right. And this is Nuremberg 2.0. And Ron Johnson, like some are saying, did not kill himself. And I agree that he needs to be very, very careful with what he's doing. Because this is going to gather massive attention. Absolutely. But if everybody speaks up at once, there's not much they could do. Yep. All right. I was going to go over that. Um, Oh, this is great. Intelligence official admits signing disinformation letter despite believing Hunter Biden's emails were real. Doug Wise stands by his decision to sign the deceptive document. A member of the intelligence committee who signed a letter declaring the 2020 discovery of presidential son, uh, the president's son, Hunter Biden's discarded laptop, had all the classic earmarks of Russian information operation, has now admitted to believing much of its contents were real all along, despite publicly attesting to the opposite. You remember, uh, I think it was uh, about 99 or 91 or 51, sorry, 51 individual retired intelligence people came out and signed that document saying that it was Russian disinformation, even when the director of national intelligence came out and said it wasn't. And the media ran that story. This is going to be massive um, when this gets investigated by Congress. I'm telling you, this is going to be larger than we could ever imagine. This is going to be fucking Epic. Excellent. JTAC's making a good point about what we were talking about a minute ago, and that's Nuremberg. Yeah, Nuremberg 2.0. Yeah, and he's saying, stop. What do you say? Stop reporting it like it was a great thing and talking about how only a few people were actually charged with treason mm-hmm. and uh, that most people were let go and all this stuff. And there's truth to that. Do you think that we could have a Nuremberg situ- type type of event that is actually effective if we win doesn't get corrupted if we win if we win yeah and guess what donald trump just the other day what did he say nothing wrong with the vaccine i'm proud of it he said that again he did weird hey house uh, oversight chair says china's donations to the penn biden center may have influenced administration not only influenced the administration, but uh, guaranteed gave them direct access to classified material. And we know this. And what does Joe Rogan have to say about Joe Biden? They're going to take him out. Joe Rogan has warned that the deep state is preparing to take out President Biden before the 2024 election. 
Rogan pointed out that the latest scandal surrounding Joe Biden suggests that the elite are trying to get rid of him. He must have fucking listened to my podcast or something, right? Jeez. Maybe he did, huh? That'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Told ya. I've been saying this for a long time. Uh, Marjorie Taylor oh, Greene and Paul Gozar regain oversight committee assignments for the Republican control of the House. This is good. It's good news. I'm going to see if Paul Gozar wants to come back on. I got to I gotta get a... Oh, yes. I got to go into the uh, red pill email list of guests and, and get his number. Oh, he'll come on. Oh, I'm pretty sure he'll come on. Just a scheduling thing. Um, We can skip over all that. I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Rogan did watch this, by the way, at least once. That'd be great. You should have Joe. You should have me on. All right. What are they talking about at the World Economic Forum? Let's hear it. You know, what is if if we want to reach uh, net zero by 2050? You know, it's uh, the the view is that we need to have two thirds of energy from renewable sources by 2030. Okay. In that scenario, and I'm excluding electrical vehicles, we expect that we need to have probably 20 percent increase in production per annum to meet those demands by 2030 of copper, for example. And we're also seeing the same issues in, in zinc and aluminium because you, know, you require these metals to build wind farms, to build the infrastructure for these metals. The problem we have now is that the metal inventories over the past few years have been drawn down. We haven't had expansion in production. And we are now, quite frankly, at fairly critical stages with respect to metal inventories. So this is interesting. They're at the critical stages of metal inventories. They're turning the whole world upside down. They're acquiring all the resources. Ukraine yeah. is a hotbed for various different types of rare earth minerals. So is Afghanistan. This is a war of resources right now. That's what is going on. They are fighting over the control of freaking resources. All the imminent domains, everything that's coming out. Dude, absolutely. Yep. I think they want to. Africa's, Africa's going to be play a major part in the future. I, I agree, and that's why they're they're trying to. In uh, the draft. That's why they're trying to uh, destroy Africa. That's why they have destroyed Africa because it was all for this moment right now. What's this, Al Gore? Of the land and creating the droughts and melting the ice and raising the sea level and causing these waves of climate refugees predicted to reach one billion in this century. Look at the xenophobia and political authoritarian trends that have come from just a few million refugees. What about a billion? We would lose our capacity for self-governance on this world. We have to act. So in answer to your question, I would say we have to have a sense of urgency much greater than we have yet had. And we and the woman with a dumb fucking hat. I don't I don't know what the hell she's wearing on her head, but it's stupid. And uh, that's Al Gore yeah. basically being Al Gore right there that, uh, you know, misunderstanding the data. Do you remember uh, when he got a divorce from Tipper Gore? No, there is a 34 page divorce decree. Uh And one of the complaints that Tipper Gore made against Al, and this is after his presidential run, Uh was that he goes down in the basement playing heavy thrash metal and worships the devil. No way. Dude. Yeah. Wow. Wonderland, dude. And I saw a weird one today, all kind of unrelated, but it basically was that this lady was divorcing her husband because she couldn't get him to argue with her. Mm-hmm. 
Well, so and and here's the thing is That's it's wild. not a set science. Science is never set. It's dynamic. It's always changing. And what they're failing to even bring about is the understanding that climate cycles are cyclic. Yes, there has been a massive increase in various different types of pollutions and greenhouse gases over the last hundred years. And that's because they're perpetuating it. They're manipulating the weather and they're polluting the earth. Yeah, but I'd like to see some, I haven't yet seen any convincing data about uh, temperature changes or ocean temperature changes. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. The currents of the ocean being in danger because of these supposed alleged temperature changes. All that data is um, pseudo but, but you have to understand picked data. Yeah. They will keep on polluting the earth until it's a reality. Well, and, and they'll manipulate the weather and do all kinds of weird, mm -hmm. creepy stuff, create deserts. Yes, that is happening. Yes. Yep. The environment's important. Alex Berenson, a former New York post writer says here, new Chinese study shows that more than four COVID jabs, uh, produced near complete collapse of the immune system in mice. Oh, wow. So the fourth one is apparently the big one. Yeah, the fifth one kills you for sure. Yeah, the fifth one definitely will kill you. Um, and oh, ROH wrestling star Jay Briscoe, dead at 38. Ring of Honor, Jay Briscoe, dead at 38. Um, Jamin Pugh, who went by the wrestling stage name Jay Briscoe, was a 13-time tag team champion alongside his brother Mark Pugh. Um, Pugh's death broke on ROH and AEW owner uh, Tony Khan wrote... Um, and this is kind of like the uh, Ohio Valley Wrestling Club, say the lower levels of the um, of the big boys. But sad man, another one, another one bites the dust. There, we're gonna go in here. We're gonna look at uh, the Battle of the Streams. Vader three six nine gifted the ship. Much love. Thank you so much, Vader three six nine. Fig gifted a cookie. Ha ha, fuckers. And Fig gifted another cookie. Cookie dough fight. And so Vader three six nine and Fig. Thank you so much for all that. Cindy twelve twelve just followed. Welcome, Cindy. Glad to have you here. Thank you so much. Uh, Rudy and Elisa Nunez fifty stars sent on Facebook. Wow, we're getting some Facebook ones in there. Awesome. Thank you so all much, right. Rudy and Lisa. Appreciate that. Uh, Allie D donated four ice cream. Shannon thirteen thirteen ten lemons. Thank you so much, Allie and Shannon. Mark Haverly, New Zealand Prime Minister. Uh, yep, is. Uh, um, resigning and 500 stars sent. Thank you so much, Mark Haverly. Appreciate that. Ponlo Picasso gifted a cookie. Patriot Bird gifted a cookie. Fig gifted a cookie. Um, and Ponlo Picasso gifted a cookie. Black Vault cookies. Vader369, three cookies. Thank you so much, Ponlo. Patriot Bird, Fig, and Vader369. And then more Vader369 and Ponlo. Cookie, 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 cookie. And Patriot Bird. Thank you, guys. And Fig, cookie with a whole bunch of weird little faces. Uh, you guys are having a cookie war. So much appreciated for that. RPG3573, two ice cream. Thank you so much. Steps to Nowhere donated one lemon bayonet, two lemons. Thank you so much. Steps to Nowhere bayonet and recost one ice cream. Thanks, everybody, for all of those. And glad to have Facebook in the fight there. Um, don't forget socialredpill.com, completely free to join. And we have live Zooms every night. I might be jumping in there for a little while tonight. I'll be doing some web development, so I'll be right in front of my computer. Um, so cool. Um, that, that's all we have for you tonight. We'll be back with you tomorrow with another episode of the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. And uh, it begins. Much love, respect, God bless. Take care, guys. Have a good night. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption 
that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign, and it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me Eye Patch McCain. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's. I, I haven't. Look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's a, it's collusive. It's uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.